0: skills will your character need to survive a disaster. What could keep plastic from burning? Why might your character use glowing hot rocks? Find out on this episode. Welcome to Writing Rule with Allie, the fiction writer's inspiration station for rule life and lifestyles. From historical to post-apocalyptic, helping you bring your rule stories to life. I'm Allie and this is episode number 60, Top Disaster Survival Skills, Part 1. Stick around to the end to find out all the ways things could possibly go wrong. Now, let's get into this. If your character finds themselves in a disaster, whether it is natural disaster or a man-made disaster, there are skills they will need to survive and some that will make survival much easier. Your character may have these skills, or it could be somebody with them. Either way, today we will cover five of them. Number one, making shelter. Making shelter is one of the first things that your character will need to do. Being exposed to the elements can potentially be dangerous. Depending on the temperature, hypothermia can set in in as little as 5-10 to minutes. In fact, hypothermia can even happen in summer, as it is the loss of body heat faster than the body can replenish the heat. I did a whole episode on hypothermia if you want to learn more. Shelters also help conceal your character if there are bad guys in the area. They should also protect from the sun, rain, snow, falling volcanic ash, and more. Although volcanic ash has several other things to think about, but this is not the point of this episode, so let's not get too sidetracked. There are stable kinds of shelters. This could be a tent if they were already camping when the disaster happened. Many bushcrafters and frankly people in history use, do use, or could use, canvas tarps or, in modern times, plastic tarps to make tents in many shapes. I could think of about 10 of them off the top of my head, and that's not my specialty. A quick Google search has 25, but I suspect people who do this often could do more. However, most disasters are not convenient, and your character likely has nothing with them. They will need to make a shelter out of things they can find. This could be the things they find in debris of a town that was destroyed or a plane crash. There are many historical types of shelters commonly referred to as primitive shelters. These include, but are definitely not limited to, lean-tos, igloos, snow dens, round lodges, aka a teepee made of sticks, trees with trunks or root systems that a person can fit into, and the most common, a debris shelter. A debris shelter is made of whatever your character finds in the forest to make a shelter out of. It is often in a lean-to or upside-down V-shape. Number two, finding water. Next up is finding water. This is next on the list because a person can only survive three days without water before they die. Water will be high on the list of needs. Finding water will look different in different terrains and in different seasons. If your character is in a flooded area or a monsoon, water might be everywhere. If they are in the desert, they might have to dig or look for trees and dig there. In mountain terrains, water flows downhill, so looking for low-lying areas would be best. It is a good idea to keep watch for trees that need a lot of water. This includes willows, river birch, bald cypress, and more. In snowy areas, knowing what snow and ice can be melted is important. We all know not to eat the yellow snow. But did you know that pollen can turn the snow yellow in giant patches? Algae, mold, bacteria, and other natural elements that are not safe for humans can turn the snow red, green, orange, black, or gray-black. Don't let your character eat this unless you want bad things to happen to your character. Not only does your character have to find water, but they will also need a way to carry and store it. This might be a plastic container in modern times. Metal ones would work too. Historically, some Native Americans used animal bladders to store and haul water. Clay pots were used by other tribes and in other areas of the globe. You will need to research the area and the people or tribe that you were writing about. Number 3. Purifying Water Knowing how to purify water is just as important as finding water. Sure, we have things like life straws that literally let you drink the water from any water source without worrying about purifying the water because it is purified as it passes through the straw. But this is fiction we're talking about. And who's going to have that in their back pocket when the apocalypse happens? There are other ways to purify water. The first water filtration in written history comes from around 500 BC, when a cloth bag was used to filter out debris. Other things that have been used are charcoal, sand, ash, and more. Many cultures, they use all of these at the same time. These are natural filtrations that will help take out dirt, debris, and some chemicals. There have been ways to chemically speed up the process since Egypt. When they used ohms, which is potassium, aluminum, sulfate, this helps things settle to the bottom of the water. Now I hear you. But what about parasites and pathogens? My character doesn't want diarrhea. Don't worry. I got you covered too. And not into poopies. There is a simple way to get rid of both. And that is to boil the water. A roaring boil, which means the huge bubbles, for at least five minutes will kill off most of these things that your character will need to worry about. That does not include chemicals or dirt, but does kill bacteria and parasites. Boiling can be done over a fire when possible. Weirdly, plastic will not melt if you boil water in it, as long as the fire is below the waterline. Anything above the waterline can melt or catch on fire. Another way to boil water if the container cannot go over the flame is to place a rock on the fire and let it get red hot. Then use sticks or tongs and place the rock inside the water. Do this as often as needed or add as many stones as can fit without overflowing the water. Number four, making fire. On the subject of boiling water, your character will need to be able to start a fire to do that. In modern times, we have lighters, batteries, matches, ferro rods, sometimes called ferro rods, solar fires, and more. These are great ways to make fire and most Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts can do at least one type. But what if your character has no modern ways for fire? Don't worry, there are plenty of primitive ways. I've done a whole episode on flint and steel. If you want to learn more about that method, another method is the bow drill. It looks like a tiny bow and arrow set. Only the string will wrap around the stick, called the drill. A flattish rock is used to press the drill down as the bow is moved back and forth like a saw. The string around the drill will move the drill in quick circles. This is done on top of a piece of tinder. The tinder will make an ember because of the friction. Embers look like glowing hot clumps. This is moved to a bundle of tinder called a bird's nest to begin the fire-making process. The two-man friction drill is the same concept. However, one person holds the drill and the other person will hold the string in their hands to move it instead of using the bow. Then there is the fire plow. This is a hardwood stick rubbed quickly and hard on soft wood inside a groove which has been cut into the wood. This will cause an ember, and the same bird's nest method is used. There are a few other variations of the drill, but I hope you get the idea. The last is what I would call a hand drill, but I don't think that's a technical name. Basically, you do the same thing as a bow drill, except you use your hands as the bow. Yep, your character will vigorously rub the sticks back and forth between their hands against the tender to cause enough friction to make an ember. I have tried this method, and all I ever got was blisters. That said, I have seen with my own eyes people who do this and had a roaring fire in less than 10 minutes. This one takes a considerable amount of practice to learn the skill. Number five, first aid. Last but definitely not least is first aid. Okay, that sounds silly, but hear me out. If your character had just lived through a disaster, they or someone else is likely injured and they will need to know how to take care of that person until they can get them to help, assuming that there's even going to be help in your story. First aid for disasters can include, but is not limited to, broken bones, lacerations, puncture wounds, burns, eye injuries, animal bites, choking. Nosebleeds, head injuries, sprains, hypothermia, heat stroke, heat exhaustion, shock, stitches, and more. Fun fact Did you know that there are many free first aid classes in the United States? Furthermore, taking these classes through the Red Cross or other local places can improve your chances of scoring a job because companies like to have people on staff and ready for emergencies. Now, for everyone's favorite part what could possibly go wrong? Well, let me tell you. Before we get into the best part, if you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll take a minute to follow, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you are listening on YouTube, subscribe and hit that like button. Don't forget to share with a friend. And now for everyone's favorite part. Likely to go wrong. Your character tries rubbing two sticks together to make a fire. However, all they manage to make is blisters on their hands. Also likely to go wrong. Your character uses what they find to make a debris shelter for the night. They make it in a clearing, thinking that it is the safest place. In the night, the wind picks up, and with no wind block from the trees, the shelter is ripped apart by the wind. Also likely to go wrong, your character thinks climbing a mountain to the snow is the best way to get water. They expend too much energy climbing, and when it gets cold at night, they succumb to hypothermia. Possible to go wrong. Your character is stranded in the tundra and tries to make an igloo to stay warm in the sub zero temperatures. They have never done this before, and before they can finish the igloo, they succumb to hypothermia. I'm also possible to get wrong, your character uses a bow drill to start a fire. They get their ember, and as they are trying to transfer it to the tinder materials, the ember goes out and they have to start all over again. I'm also possible to get wrong, your character is using a bow drill. They do not put enough pressure on the drill to make an ember and waste a long time trying to start a fire with no results. Unlikely to get wrong, your character puts too much force on a bow drill and snaps the wooden drill in two. Also unlikely to get wrong, your character knows plastic will not melt if water is inside. They hang it over an open fire to boil the water. However, the plastic above the waterline catches on fire, causing the whole thing to fall into the fire and your character loses all of their water. So, unlikely to go wrong. Your character has no first aid knowledge. They do not know to place pressure on a wound to stop the bleeding. Overnight, they bleed out when they could have been saved. Probable, but still technically in the realm of possibilities. Your character is trying to make a fire after the apocalypse. They try to use a feral rod, but didn't know how. They decide to add a little gas to help start the fire. When they next strike the spark on the feral rod, they light the fumes on fire. This could burn them or light their hair on fire. Oh, so improbable, but still technically in the realm of possibilities. Your character gathers river water from a calm area in the river. They do not know how to filter the water and decide to simply boil it. When they go to drink the water, they find dead leeches in it. Thanks for listening. You can find this episode's show notes and helpful links to learn more on my website allyheart.com. That's A-L-L-E-Y-H-A-R-T dot com. Subscribe and follow for more episodes. Connect by dropping me a comment on my YouTube videos. A new episode comes out every Monday. Until then, happy wordsmithing!